Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guest's big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are the Real Women of Vacation Rentals. We are here today with Jim DeVos from Best Beach Getaways in Panama City Beach, which is also where Annie is located. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Alex and Annie. Welcome. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah. So I thought actually, Jim, if maybe you can kind of give us a 30,000 foot view of your experience, your career. We were just talking about it earlier. You're pretty vast and it's done a little bit of everything, but it's obviously led you to where you are today. Sure. Happily, happy to do that. Oddly enough, my first job really out of uh, coming out of the military, my my first job was in the military, coming out of the military, that was being a travel agent. And, you know, and early in my career, I also got involved then in, in charter airline sales and group vacation sales in the tour operator business. Uh, after about, and after about six years of doing that, uh, I actually was recruited into the advertising agency world to work on an airline. And I knew a lot about the airline industry because of my background, but really nothing about uh, advertising itself. So really for like the next 17 years or so, I became an ad guy. And uh, when I started that career, I really uh, got to see the tail end of the madman kind of life of an advertising agency executive, you know, three mar- martini lunches and so forth. <laughs> um, uh, not me personally, because I can handle three <laughs> martinis, but, but the people that I, I hung say, out why with. Why don't we did. just bring those back? <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. It Annie was fun. them completely. <laughs> but of course, of course, the memory gets a little foggy after a couple of martinis. So yeah, yeah I definitely. don't know what happened. Do you get those contracts signed, right? Yeah, well, you yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, you know, although I really, I really was never very good at holding up my end of that discipline, <laughs> but but from there I went to work on the client side, and I headed up. And actually, when I was in the advertising agency business, I also worked on a variety of different variety of different brands. I worked on some hotel brands, worked on airlines, uh, worked worked uh, for a number of packaged goods, Procter and Gamble companies, and that sort of thing as as an as an advertising and strategy guy, yeah. and and actually. One of, one of my clients recruited me to uh, take over the marketing department uh, for a food service management conglomerate. And, and I did that really for about 15 years or so before my business partner in Best Beach Getaways, who actually used to be my boss, uh, and I started Best Beach Getaways about 13 years ago. It was really what, what, led, what led really led us into this business was my partner had he had retired from the company that we were both working at, and he and he started acquiring vacation rental properties, and and he started digging into the vacation rental industry, and he and and he hired and subsequently fired a number of vacation rental management companies. And while I was still I was still actually uh, head of marketing and strategy for this food service management conglomerate, and he came to me and he said, you know. We could do this better, and 
And uh, I said, what do you mean? And he said, and he started to recount this, the horror stories of dealing with some of the people in our industry back 13 years ago and uh, 13, 14 years ago. And, and so he said, so we sat down and we looked at, we looked at what we could do differently. What would that model look like? And, and could we really do something successfully? And so with that in, you know, with, with that in mind, we went to market in 2008 and in, in our first year in the business due to, due to our aggressive and may I say brilliant marketing approach, we, we had over a hundred properties signed in the first 90 days of existence. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's and that caused, that caused us to consider ourselves just an overnight success. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Wow. But, but, but then, but then reality sunk in. And yeah, because it was 2008, 2009. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh yeah. Well, there was that. There's that. Yeah. We opened the doors right during the recession. Good move. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we also hadn't done a terribly good job on the, on the operation side of really putting the right people and processes in place. And frankly, we lost about two thirds of the business that we had signed on. Wow. Because frankly, we didn't do a good job. Wow. And, and that's what it was like really the first three or four years of our business we were we were running the business uh, remotely. I was in Atlanta. He's in Atlanta, and we had we had uh, we had a director running the operation down here. And and it just you know this is there's something about this business that at the end of the day, what it really is is an entrepreneurial business, and it's a local business. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yes. So so what? So my partner and I said one of us has really got we we've either got to sell this thing, close this thing, or one of us has got to go run this thing. And, um, and he had little kids in school, couldn't do it. So, so I said, well, all of my kids are grown. So why not? Is there, t- you know, living at the beach is not bad duty. Right. So, so especially compared so, to Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. No offense well, to Atlanta, but. <laughs> well, no, now, uh, oddly enough, um, we, we relocated to Panama city beach and I worked out of our office on 30A and and uh, and I'd have some of my colleagues call me and say, "Well, how is it?" And the reality is, from where we lived, my commute my commute to my office on Thirty A was about the same length as my commute from to my from my home to my office in Atlanta. The only difference was the scenery was way better. Oh gosh, yeah. 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 So, it, long story short, I think I, I think what what where where we are right now is we've. We've grown to uh, about 460 properties. We've got four offices, wow. and we've got a we've got a great tenured management team. Our average tenure. Now we've been in business now for 13 years. Our average tenure is about nine and a half years. Wow. Which, which I think in this business, I think is almost unheard of. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, we uh, we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have the team that we have. Yeah. They're completely yeah. committed. They're they're process oriented and driven, and they're and they're constantly looking for ways to make things better. Now, I want to roll back to one thing, and that's that, and that's that. I think what we've done at Best Beach Getaways, if you walked into our office in Panama City Beach, one of the first things that you would see is a gigantic four by six vinyl wall covering on our entrance wall that says Team BBG. And that's the way everybody thinks here. 
it's, yeah, it's it's just we've got a great culture, and uh, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the people that with that we have on the team for that very reason. Yeah, well, you've you've got such a recipe of success there that we can kind of unravel here. I'm not even sure where to begin. There's so many good things in that, but. Yeah, I just in the time that I've known you, Jim, I can definitely tell you do have a great team and that your team has that entrepreneurial spirit. All of them do because, you know, trying to make things better. I know you've done a lot of um, software initiatives on your own. Yeah. And it, that's, you know, that's kind of a, a common theme that Annie and I have been recognizing among some of the people that we've talked to recently that have become very successful is that they are ending up to developing their own platforms and technologies to fit yep. the needs of specifically of what their business uses. And I think where that connects the dots with the employees and why you have such little turnover is you're giving them the tools that they need to succeed and you're not forcing something down their throats that is not really meant for your business. And I think we see that pretty commonly now that when you know staff members are leaving, they're often they're not happy with what they're having to do and, and the tools that they have to do it and the tr- lack of training. And it just creates a bad inner office atmosphere there. But when you're actually listening to what people need and you're developing what's going to make their job easier, it's it's easier to keep people to stay. And, you know, Condo World, we're very similar to that. We have our own software and several other systems in place that we've developed. And I, I would imagine our tenure is about the same as that. Um, I've been here for 12 years. Our CTO has been here for uh, about the same amount of time. And, you know, it's, it's everybody's been here on the executive team for, and actually the reservationists for quite a long time. But, um, you know, just having that right mentality that sets the stage for how the whole business operates. So, Oh yeah, you bet, you bet. It's funny, you talk about, you talk about software. And, and one of the things that we did that we've done is, we we knew we needed to develop our own software, and we wanted to get to we want to get to uh, a complete system. But we the way we started was we started kind of from the ground up. We built it, at, it we describe it almost as a as a skyscraper skyscraper, and we're building it one floor at a time. Yeah, and yeah, that's, and that's really kind of the way we've done it. And I the thing that I like about what we've done um, when I was <laughs> this is this is sort of off track, but maybe not. When I when I was when I was in the advertising agency business, one of the um, uh, w- one of my clients was a was a car company, and it was a British car company, and 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 what I re- what I discovered in my experience was that the best cars in the world are designed by the British or the Italians, and they are engineered by the Japanese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the car company that I was working on actually was the reverse. It was, it looked like it was, it looked like it was designed by the Japanese and engineered by the Brits. Oh, wow. So, you know, so, so, <laughs> yeah, re- re- reverse execution. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but one of the things that, one of the things that I, when I looked, when I looked at a lot of different software platforms, what I saw, what, what I saw was they were designed and engineered by, by technology people not people in our business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so you got to have the software engineers, no question about it. They've got you, they've got to do, they've got to do the engineering, but what you need is you need the experienced people in our business really doing the design. That's David, such a great analogy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. spot it's on. A, it's, 
It, yeah. yeah, that car was a horror story. But yes, yes, it, <laughs> yeah. but, it's, but it's a great way to look at things, you know. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot of software that's a horror story, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we've all had some of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. More than our fair share, I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah, you raised one of the things that you raised, Alex, that, that it's a funny aside story. The um, one, one of our operations managers, who's really been with us now seven or eight years, um, started started with us as an inspector, then became a property manager. Now she's one of our operations managers. And about uh, two years ago now, she she was getting married. She, she's, uh, um, and, and she was concerned about the amount of time commitment that she had. And, and because she had a you know, new family, new, you know, uh, new husband, new stepchildren. She, you know, she felt like she needed to really reduce the amount of involvement that she had in business. And and another rental management company had come to her and said, "Well, look, you know, we will we will pay you more money, and we will we will reduce your span of control. You only have to manage X number of properties." So we 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 sent her. You know, we 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 said, "Listen, if that's what you need to do, we love you. We'd love to keep you, but." You know, everybody has to make their own personal decision. So, so we we had a you know goodbye lunch with her and 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 said, listen, if you ever need anything, please come back, come talk to us. So two weeks later, she calls my director of operations and says, "Have you filled my job?" <laughs> and and he said, "Well, why?" And she said, "I want to come back." And he said, "Well, why?" <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah. She said, "Because I can do more with." With your with your software and processes yeah. for a wider base of business yeah. than I can do for about twenty five percent of the span that she had right. without the tools that we have. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So it was it it product the productivity level and in, in terms of what we've done is just really uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very pleased with where it's going. Yeah. Equi- equipping your people with the with the right tools. I think yeah, that's yeah. just a common theme that we keep hearing and, and people that we're interviewing. And it's just, it's very interesting. So with your, with your software, um, and I know that you're planning at some point to kind of take it to market, you know, you're working on it still, where are you at with it now? And what do you ultimately see it doing? I think when we initially talked to you, or I know since I've known you a couple of years, it started out as a housekeeping maintenance yeah. function, correct? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. And so where is it and where where is it kind of morphed into and where do you see it ultimately going? It it's it ultimately what ultimately you know the ultimate thing is something actually Andy you and you I I think I'd seen something that you posted on LinkedIn I can't remember now but <laughs> you had said something about coming out of the VRMA uh which by the way I I didn't go to because I, I think I've told you I hate going to those things. We missed but, you. Oh. But I, but I, but I, but I probably should. The next one, at least. But I probably should have been there. You probably yeah. Um, yeah, and and so I said that to my business partner. He said, "Yeah, you should have gone." What's the matter yeah. with you? Um, it's in Vegas next year. You can go. Oh, I'll yeah. go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can pass Fantastic. that. Up. Oh, I'll tell you some Vegas stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, you had said something about people in our industry looking for the singular solution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what we're building is the singular solution okay. that that carries it all the way from reservation management, channel mm-hmm. management, accounting, integrated accounting. Um, sorry about that. Integrated accounting. Um, so yeah, it's going to be trying the to one. put me out of business is what you're trying to say. 
Uh, yeah, sort of. But but, but 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 the good news is I've got a home for you. Well, okay. <laughs> you heard it, Alex. If anything, there happened. we go. <laughs> Connecting the dots. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, no. so, you, so you ultimately think that, and that I think that was a question in, in coming going into Berman, coming out of it, and, and it raises a, a comment. I believe it was Carl Shepard, who used to be head of HomeAway. Um, he was one of the fireside chats, and I think one of the things that he said was that companies, when they start to get up to a thousand units, they mm-hmm. really need to develop their own platform and software and technology stack to be yep. able to handle all the things that they're going to do that are they're, they, they've customized and touted as their differentiators along the way. So my thought was like, was it, can re- anybody really, you know, do uh, all in one? I mean, I know that some of like Vacasa is an example, they have a really large technology stack, but they still use some other people in the industry because they just haven't figured out yeah. everything. Well, well, here, here's the thing about all that. Okay. And, and you pick the perfect example. In in, uh, in my mind, Vacasa. Okay, mm-hmm. you've got somebody there who is the darling. This is going to sound bad, so sorry <laughs> about that. Who, who is the who is who is the darling of the investment community? Right. right. Yep. Yeah. They are throw they throw money at that thing like like they're sailors on liberty. <laughs> there, and, yeah, there's better be good. <laughs> They've got and, plenty of money to fund it. And and, and I don't. Nobody talks about profit. Margin, yeah, efficiencies, yeah. productivity, yeah. and and I think, and to be honest with you, when I think about the business, and I'm you know I'm, I'm just sort of thinking back here and having talked to a variety of different people in the business and actually having acquired a number of them, nobody talks about profitability and managing margin and and looking for multiple streams of income and managing those streams, and and and, and I come from. Uh, my last 15 years in business was in the food service management world. Mm-hmm. Our entire existence was built upon the idea of, 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 yeah, yeah. of, of, of managing pennies. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. managing pennies. And so one of the things that I think when I think about our product, our, our software product is we are going to be able to help rental management companies when we get there, we're going to be able to help them manage their business better and, and manage better productivity and improve margins. Right. And I think that's what I think that's what the single solution really is about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're so right on that. And I think, I mean, it comes down to the businesses like yours and like ours that were built on that true entrepreneurial spirit, you know, when they first started that yeah. finding those additional revenue, revenue streams. Yes. That is a hundred percent important. Um, increasing margins. Yes. That can be a game changer for a business. And sure. that follows right in line with, you know, revenue management and how much that has really transformed our industry over the last five years of you can, you can make more money with less property if you're properly <laughs> managing yeah, yeah. that revenue. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys are excellent at using revenue management down there, but it's, it's interesting when you look at Vacasa, I mean, it is, they're just, there's a reason why we're all just kind of mystified by them because it, it's operated so completely different that uh, Simon Lehman had Matt Roberts on stage at, at VRMA uh, for one of his fireside chats, and he Matt came straight out and said they're not worried about profitability. I mean, they're they're, and that's just not what they are choosing to do. But the it, time will tell, I guess. But it's just it's it's unusual for 
companies like ours that operate very differently. But I mean, entrepreneurial and local, those are the two things that you said come to mind for vacation rentals. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's so true. You know, I mean, that's the experience that we're able to give our guests and our homeowners is is just different, I feel like, than a Vacasa can give. Well, well, the business here's the thing. At the end of the day, uh, it's somebody, uh, them, Airbnb, you know, and you know, I don't want to throw rocks at Vacasa. I mean, they've got, uh, I know a, I know a lot of people who work, in, who work for them. I think they're good people. And getting to sort of the esoteric level, it's it's really just studying the business model. And, mm-hmm. you, and you look at the business model, and, and the question yeah. I always ask myself, is that a model that can sustain? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right? And, and, you know, and so... Let me shift away from Vacasa. Let's talk about Airbnb for a minute. Okay. They've been in business. They've been in business for as long as I've been in business. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They've they've yet to make their first dollar. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. so there's something there's something fun to me, there's something fundamentally flawed with the whole concept of, oh, I'm I'm just gonna go to the investment community and right. I'm gonna get them to throw a bunch of money at me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just now you need it. Um, I would like uh, we've done, you know, a lot of what we've done growth wise. When I when I came to the panhandle in 2012, we had 109 properties. Mm-hmm. We got 460 now. Yeah, no, that's huge growth. Yeah. A lot, a lot of that was acquisition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and we and one of the reasons why we've been able to acquire so well is because we manage our margins. We yeah. just uh, and it, and I'd I'd like to take all the credit for that since I'm on the podcast. Yeah. But but, but I really <laughs> but I really can't. My business partner is an operations guy. Yeah. And yeah. and he taught me so much about about how you manage operations and how you manage margin. Yeah. Um, and he grew. I mean, you, you talk about varied backgrounds. He grew, he's you know he started he started working in kitchens you know then he then he went then he went to work in Howard Johnson's mm. years and years ago yeah. Yeah. and and he worked for Sbarro the Italian oh the pizza mall place, place. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza place. <laughs> yeah. he worked for, he worked for a company that owned Gino's East in Chicago I mean so he he came up in that yeah. in that Penny's business yeah and so we by virtue more of him than me. We are we run the business like it's a penny's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you do that, then then you can pay your people well. Yeah. You can you can you can acquire. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that there's a lot yeah. of things that you can do to really make to really make uh uh make a place yeah. that that attracts people. Yeah, that that is a good point. I mean, you're you are able you're able to pay people, and that you get people to stay that way too. I yeah. mean, it's the right approach as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of on the topic of, as we won't talk about the Vacasa, like Airbnb, that type of thing. But in general, a lot of talk has been the in the last year, and I think COVID exacerbated the the ability to do this was acquisition. And so I know you are one of the few that did acquisitions right prior to COVID. <laughs> yeah. And it turned out to we're, be we're so smart. It yeah. turned out, but it turned out to be a blessing and it worked. Oh, yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah. There was obviously quite a few people that it just, that it, it was not good. So what do you see within the, you know, and I think the panhandle has been um, like a target for some of these, these groups to come in and try to acquire sure. businesses. I mean, we yeah, know yeah. Cos has done it. We, we know that um, Steve Milo with his uh, B trips has done it. You know, so I think that there's a lot of people that are looking in this region because there's a lot of inventory. What is your take on acquisitions and do you think that that's the way to grow or you think that you should do it organically yes and yes you know it's like when my sons were young they're not anymore in fact my oldest son just got his aarp card how about that yeah we mock him regularly about that (laughs) when my sons were growing up and i coached a lot of football because they were all football players they love playing football so i did i did a lot of coaching and and one of the things that that you always look for in football is you look for the opportunity to create chunk plays, not, you know, not three yards in a cloud of dust, but 15 yards, 20 yards, 25 yards. Mm-hmm. That's what an acquisition is. An acquisition is yeah. a chunk play. Yeah. Right. right. That's true. So, so, so you have to be able to do, you have to want to be able to do those if you really want to grow to be some reasonable size. Yeah. But you also, you, you've got to be out there organically as well. And, and so you're constantly balancing acquisition with organic growth. Now, the thing about acquisition is this. If you don't do the acquisition correctly, you are going to lose some of the value that you tried, that you were acquiring in the first place. Because at the end of the day, every acquisition, the value of our company, by the way, the value of our companies in the vacation rental industry is quite simply the contracts we have. Yes. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. you know that that the used desks, the laptop computers, and a truck or two. That's what we yeah. got. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got to be really careful when you do an acquisition yeah. about number one, making sure that you perform it correctly. That that you go in and say, okay, you get as much detail about what what how, what their performance. You look at how you apply your business model. Yeah, and you say, can I can I. The way we look at it is, if I can't make more, then it's probably not a good acquisition. Right. Right. So, so you you have to look at the acquisitions that way. Number one. Number two, you have to see if the people, if the people that are part of that organization are going yeah. to be a cultural fit. Are they right. going to fit? Yeah. If if they don't, then then you're you're going to lose them. And, yeah. and, and it's the people who make up the relationship with the owners. So, right. And you, so you can't afford to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think it, it comes down to, you know, in, in the simplest terms, when you acquire a business, you're either acquiring it for the product, for, for the properties or for the people and the assets that they might have. So, yeah. and we've, we've done a kind of a hybrid of the two prior to uh, COVID and it was November of 2019, we bought condo Lux, which was our largest competitor for over 30 years. And they, they, on their side, they sold at the perfect time because if they had waited a few months and tried to sell it, literally the whole thing would have been going down in a fireball um, Uh and they wouldn't have been able to sell it. I mean, we would have just picked up the inventory, but so they sold at a good time, but we also, part of that buy was not for the, there's a couple people, I think two people, maybe we kept, it was very minimal, but they had an incredible digital presence. They had great inventory and all the buildings that we were in and they had a gorgeous office building, (laughs) which we needed at the time. And, And that there's, some of the other companies looking at, at buying them, nobody needed an office as badly as we did. So that worked out perfectly. But then fast forward, 
July of 2020 during the pandemic, we didn't acquire another company, but it was almost more or less given to us that they're, they were really going down in flames and there was nothing really to sell, but we basically assumed the rental contracts and yep. paid them out the remainder of what they had fulfilled, but two you know, completely different acquisitions. Um, in that one, we weren't, we couldn't really be as picky up front about the inventory. We just had to get a hold of it. And then we said, okay, this part of the inventory is going to work. This part is not, but ended up getting a couple really great people from that company. So, yeah. you know, picked up some good units and got some good people, but it was a smaller, you know, kind of transition there or, or uh, transaction, but worked out well, but it's uh vacation rental acquisitions are definitely uh, interesting. And I, when you talk to people outside of our industry, they're like, what are you buying? I mean, you're, you're essentially you're, buying air. I mean, you're buying, you're buying contracts. That's yeah. all you're buying. And That's it. People can, Leave That's your it. program and you've got nothing. So yeah. you better make those people happy. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned early on, I had I've had a lot of variety in my background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I when I was with uh, when I was with the food service management company, we were we were uh, we were a publicly held company, but we were and we were in an acquisition mode as well. So we were going in probably in the span of about five years, we acquired four fairly large. Uh, four fairly large companies and one small. Uh, all of them were smaller than we were, but but some of them were of consequence. And and the business, by the way, is very similar because it was it was a contracts business. Yep. yep. You know, it's it's food service management. You're typically managing a food service operation inside of either a uh, inside of either a company like Microsoft. We had Microsoft was one of our clients, or or inside of a hospital, you're doing retail or pay and patient feeding. So so it's it's a contract driven business. Um, w- w- after about five acquisitions and uh, five acquisitions and and uh, half of them went really well, the other half were pretty bumpy mm-hmm. um, because I was the head of marketing and strategy for the company. They said, "Hey, we we want you to dig into these acquisitions, and we want to have a we want to have a lessons learned out of that. We yeah. want to oh, understand yeah. <laughs> the, the the understand the acquisition, and and so and and so there was I interviewed senior leaders from the companies, the acquired companies, uh, and and talked to them about okay." Tell me about the acquisition from your perspective. How did you find out about it? What did it mean? What did it do to you? What did it mean to you? What what worked from your perspective, and what really we what did we screw up from your perspective? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really an interesting exercise. In fact, in fact, I I I wrote uh, I wrote a, a basically a guidebook for how you acquire for this company, and they and they use it today, fifteen That's years later. Yeah. The first thing that I discovered was it's the first thing you have to deal with as the acquirer is the me issues of the employees. Now in our business, it isn't just the me issue of the employees. It's the me issues of the contracts as well. Right. So that's the first thing you have to do. Second thing you have to do. I describe, you you know, you talk, you talk about the, do you take the bandaid off quickly or slowly? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You take it off quickly. Yeah. In the acquisition, yes. you yeah. move, you make the transition very fast. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you don't, it creates all kinds of problems yeah. in terms of, in terms of cultural fit, in yeah. terms of uh, associate retention, all of that. Yeah. So, so uh, acquisition acquisitions are, you, they can be 
incredibly successful or they can be terribly miserable. And, and by the way, we've acquired seven or eight companies wow. since 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay? Yeah. Most of them have gone really well. Two of them have gone very badly. Yeah. And, and it was, what, what, what was the characteristic? Yeah. What, what did you learn was? from that? I guess? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, one of the ones that went very badly, that was probably the worst. It was, it was one that if you don't pay my owners this month, I'm going to go to jail kind of an acquisition. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> right? On that. right? Yeah. So, so, and, so, I said, well, yeah, that's what I should have done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. done. I didn't do that. Um, uh, so, so we did that. We bailed the guy out and, and we didn't, we didn't do our due diligence because he was at the 11th hour and, and that, I, and I should have walked away. I should have walked away, yeah. but, but the properties were, they were third, most of them were 38 properties mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he had some destined properties as well. Yeah. And they were all houses. Quality. And so, so it was like, it was like the quality appear, it appeared yeah. Yeah. to be there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> so within 30 days, within 30 days after the acquisition, I discovered it was a gigantic mistake, made the best out of it. But frankly, I mean, we, we, it was a, it was a loser. It was a loser. So, so it was, don't, don't rush the process. Right. Not, yeah. I don't, yeah. That's, that's good I, advice. For sure. I don't care. I don't care what, what, what the need is. Don't rush the process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the actually the other acquisition that we did that was a prop was problematic actually it was during the pandemic uh great move there um, <laughs> um but 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 it was the same thing the guy was uh he was up against the wall he'd been dipping into he'd been dipping into the uh, escrow funds to mm. operate the business oh yeah and that's where the that's where the problem yeah. is typically yeah. in our business yeah. is yeah. not having the financial discipline yeah and yeah. so that one actually is going to be a great acquisition it's, it's a great acquisition for us but there were more issues with the owners with yeah, that sure. one yeah that, with that one then well from a trust standpoint in, in any acquisition when you first get in charge of the company i mean you've got to be front and center to make sure those homeowners know who you are and oh yeah you know, assured that you're going to step in and know yeah. what to do and take care of them and if you're taking over after they've been in an unsettling situation oh, with the oh, previous oh, oh, company yeah i'm, it, I'm yeah. my foot yeah i got one foot in the hole yeah you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, in, exactly. I'm digging my way i'm digging my way out of it yeah and and that's just not you know, that's just, uh, th- and that's, you know, that's one of those, I look in the mirror and I go stupid, you yeah. know, and it's just, but I bet you, de- you definitely learn from it though. And that's interesting. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> Painful I- and expensive lessons. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. One I will take to my grave. You bet. Yeah. I, I've got a question for you. Sure. Vacation rentals are often described as the Wild West, right? And would you say that we're more like the Wild West now or when you started in 2008? Because I think you really could probably argue either way, but I'm curious which which oh, Wild West do you think was wilder? Uh, I think <laughs> I think when we started, it was it was wilder. Yeah. I think there, I think it's I think we're becoming I think we're growing up. I mean, West. I think we're growing up. <laughs> I, I, it's you know, look at uh, by the way. Um, revenue management. You, you mentioned revenue management earlier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we 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 use a we use a revenue management company. Yeah. Beyond pricing. Yeah. Or beyond as they're known today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll um, a bill for this ad. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you. Uh, my team says to me. My team says to me. Uh, in the past, when we were doing it manually, 
my owner services manager, my reservations manager, and I did did pricing yeah. manually, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were always a company that had, we tried to have more seasons built into our manual right. pricing. You know, yeah. so we, we had like a, every two weeks was a season so yeah. that you could go in and quickly. So you're loading 26 seasons, 300 properties, yeah. and, and you'd start in August. And you'd be done in November, right? right? Yeah. yeah, right. And by the time you were done, everybody, nobody was talking to anybody anymore. We were all yeah, exactly. angry with each other, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. When we started hearing and seeing about, you know, what what what's this revenue management stuff? Yeah. Um, and so my partner and I went to the uh, data and rate management revenue, the, management. Yep. Re- revenue management conference Atlanta. in Atlanta, the first yeah. one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And it was out of there that we that we came out of there saying, "Oh man, yeah, we, we we've we got to do that. We leave have a lot got of money on the table to do this, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, you're you're leaving money on the table. Plus, you're plus the the late. You're not getting to market quickly enough. We're still working on our rates in November for yeah. crying out loud yeah. for the next year. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's so so okay, we got we got spring break in the beginning of summer done, but it's the end of November and we're still working on the back half of sea peak season right. and you know in the fall. Yeah. And, well, that's nuts. I yeah. mean it, it that's what we did every year, but it's yeah. but it really and when I look at our advanced bookings this year, yeah. 2022 versus yeah. 21 and 21 versus 20, yeah. I mean, it's all revenue, it's all revenue management. It's yeah. the, it's having the right tool. Now, now, shame on me. I was I was in the advertising agency business when American Airlines started revenue management in the airline industry. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and so and so, I never thought about bringing that. I never myself thought about bringing that discipline to to this business. Yeah. But it, but it's now. It, this is if you're not doing it, you're you're not going to be in business in the long yeah. run. You're just not. We just because your competitors it, yeah. are doing it. We just talked to an attractions uh, operator yesterday from TripShock, Greg Fisher, who's also down in, in the yeah, I know, Tri- I know, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he, we were talking about the evolution of revenue management from the airlines to the hotels to vacation rentals, yeah. and now it's now it's just beginning in tours and attractions. And it's so funny because it's like that's they're exactly at the point where vacation rentals were, you know, five ish years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even as as and less than that, I mean, everybody's kind of come on their own journey of revenue management. But I think everybody's doing at least a little bit of it now. Some are doing it full throttle. Some, you know, somewhere in the middle there. But um, it's it, it's a it's a big change in in an organization to do that. I remember when we first started going down that path, we'd have guests call that they'd say, "Well, you when I called a couple of days ago, the price was X amount." And I try listening to our reservations, try to explain it. It's like the airlines. It, you know, it's not always going to be the same price. And I'm like, that's, that's right. not going to make the people yeah. happier. We've got to figure well, out a better way to. Well, no, no, no. But but that's the, but that's reality. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's 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 yeah. the, it's yeah, the reality of supply and demand. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm I'm going to tell uh, that you, I'm I'm you know we're talking about all the forward thinking stuff. I'm going to I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to tell you who, and I'm not going to tell you where. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was I was I was down uh, along the uh, Gulf Coast of Florida, down further south from where we are, um, and talking to a talking to a rental management company that was looking to be acquired. Two things about that. One is, and and this is something to think about. I think there are people my age, believe my age or younger, who are actually starting to look at 
getting out of the business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They started the company. They've got 50 properties, 100 properties, 150, and they're getting tired. Yep. And, and so they're looking. And so I think in the next four or five years, you're going to see a number of companies who who get acquired by other companies. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. of them. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. So I went down, I met, I met with these, with the principals in this company and I said, and I, I wanted to learn about their business and talk about it. Okay. I said, what software do you use? Mm-hmm. We don't use software. Oh, what? you don't use 50 software? properties. How, Red how, flag. How, how, <laughs> no wonder they're tired. 75 <laughs> properties. Well, how do you keep oh, track wow. of reservations? The, one of the principals pulls out. Have you seen those accounting journals? Oh yeah, a big ledger. <laughs> yep. Oh That's my how, god! Could you could you wow. imagine? I'd shoot myself. Can I would shoot myself in today's day and age. I yeah. mean, that's, back wow. in the day, yeah. So that's yeah. what everybody did. <laughs> I haven't heard yeah. a company that yeah. big doing it that way. That's crazy. It's just I, crazy. The yeah. first hotel that I ever worked at, we had it was a Ramada, and we had the cards. Oh that, yeah, you know, yeah. We had the cards to say like what you know what the status was, and yeah. I can't remember. I think it was somebody I know in the industry, and I'm trying to remember who exactly it was. Was talking about, and they were from Myrtle Beach. Um, how they had their their board was reservations was basically sticky notes, and their CEO had <laughs> yeah. come in one time and leaned against the board and walked oh. away, and the sticky notes <laughs> on like, his back, on his oh, back. Oh no! <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. So it's That's just it, it's astounding to me the people that are that are that archaic this far oh, into yeah. the game. But it's crazy, isn't it? There's yeah. You know, there's still well, people I, like that. That's what I said to the principals when I was when I met with them. I said, I, I understand why you why you're tired. I right. get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I get it. I, I said if I had to do really this, easy. I wouldn't be in this business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's, here's here's a here's a quite one last kind of industry specific question. Then Annie's going to get into our next segment here. But um, do you see yourself expanding into other destinations? Uh, we're we're now on Anna Marie Island now yeah yeah, yeah. so okay. short answer okay. short answer is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay my business partner has he has probably bigger eyes than i have in yeah. that you know he, he says well you know we ought to be looking in the mountains and we ought to be uh what about some ski thing why don't we look at the ski thing yeah which but which by the way i talked to a guy who who is a who's a beach guy who's got he had a ski operation as well in colorado he said don't do it it's it's, it's a really bad hard idea. it's, it's really a bad hard. idea yeah. yeah so so the short answer is i think i think uh, to me, floor now you're in Myrtle Beach, so you may see it differently. And I'm familiar with your, you know, I, I know your yeah, destination. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there plenty. Yeah. Um, uh, I th- I think uh, for me, I think Florida is just is just a tremendous. Uh, there's a tremendous opportunity here. Yeah. More people are discovering what we have here, and believe it or not, as developed as, as developed as the Panhandle of Florida is. Still so it much. is it is yeah. still being discovered. Yeah, it's amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. So I actually had a um, I, I traded an email uh, back and forth this morning with uh, the CEO of the channel management company that we use, and I, I was I was I, I said I said to him I said my my business partner keeps asking me what I think twenty twenty two is going to be like. And and I keep telling them I think 2022 is going to be at least as good as it was 2021. Yeah, I think so and, too. And and I said here's why. Number one, the airline industry is in chaos. Mm-hmm. Okay, people don't want people don't want to get on airplanes now. Even with prices being as cheap as they are. Yeah. That the yeah. the my my operations manager at Anna Maria Island took her daughters to a concert in Dallas because 
daughter, a teenage daughter wanted to go see, I don't know who the talent was, but they wanted to go. So she took it. So she took him, took him to Dallas. Her flight coming back got canceled. She ended up having to drive home. Oh, to Anna Marie Island. Yes. Oh my God. From Dallas. Right. A three day drive. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's what, that's what now the reality probably doesn't fit the perception, but I believe the perception among the traveling public is flying is a nightmare. Number one. Number two, I think that the cruise industry is going to take three or four years at the at minimum to get halfway back to normal. Okay. Yeah. So what are people going to do about vacations? Well, if you pay any attention at all to, to advertising on social media, advertising on TV, whatever, who are you seeing? Airbnb, Verbo. Oh, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. They're yeah. building the category yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. 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 I don't have to do it because they're right. building the category for us. Yeah. So so as as mature as we may think this business, this business, short-term rentals, vacation rentals, as, as we may think it is, it isn't. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think there's a I think there's a ways to go for it to hit for it to hit the mature button. And I also think that uh, in, in up in this part of the world, you have a lot of self-managers, you know, mm-hmm. people who manage yeah. it. Yeah. That's getting tougher and tougher. Yeah. Or, yeah it's getting tougher and tougher. Yeah. So so the the part of the market that self-manages now, I think you're going to see move it. They're going to start looking at vacation rental yeah. management companies. Yeah. yeah. Now, that said, from a value proposition perspective, we as vacation rental managers need to figure out what the value proposition that's compelling for those self-managers. I don't know what it is. Yes. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's something we should be thinking about. Yeah. I think regulation and the the, the professional side of the industry yeah, yeah. Is really forcing the hand of the other side of the industry, these individuals to yeah, be yeah. professional because that's yeah. what's that, that's what's dragging us into these regulation battles is sure. the individual guys. It's not the professionally managed guys. So, sure. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Jim, so I think like the thing that's so cool is we could talk to you all day long. You've got so much. I mean, you, yeah. you and I get together for I'm, lunch and we have I'm great just, I'm just old and weathered. And, I'll, ha- you know, I'll have to come down so I can join you, you for do. lunch. Oh, yeah. you, got, you got it. You got it. You can make it a madman lunch. Oh, God, no. I can't, listen, I can't do that stuff anymore. Uh, the price is too much. The price is too high for me. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, so we like to we like to wrap it up and just ask a couple of just questions. Sure. Um, I asked one yesterday and it fell flat. So I, I'm afraid to ask again. But I know you've got to have a story about a brush with fame. Oh, a brush with fame? Yeah. Okay. Okay, do you know who McLean Stevenson is? Was? Uh, I know the name. Okay, <laughs> Colonel Henry Blake from okay. MASH. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, if you know, okay, Colonel, he was, before, uh, if you watched MASH at all, he was, um, he was, he was the, he was the guy who ran the MASH unit um, and uh, back in the day. Well, when I, when I was, when I was the, um, uh, uh, head of head of the advertising group for uh, Piedmont Airlines. Mm-hmm. We would film commercials. We would do a bank of commercials out in Los Angeles every year. And one year, we chose Henry. Uh, we chose McLean Stevenson to be our to be our spokesman. And okay. so I got a chance to visit with him. And and oddly, you know, this is six degrees of separation. Oddly enough, he was from the Bloomington, Normal, Illinois area. Okay. okay. I went to school, I graduated from college 
at Illinois State, which is in which is in normal Illinois. Well, my father-in-law ran a conference center on Lake Bloomington, which is where my wife and I lived when when I was going to college. Well, a lot of the people who had lake homes around the lake knew McLean Stevenson. And I knew them and he knew them. So so it was so it was so brush with fame. Here's a guy who at the time was pretty famous. And and we're talking about people that he grew up with in 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 uh, Bloomington, normal Illinois and people that I knew. So, yeah, it was really kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He's he was and he was a very funny guy. It's I mean, he's passed. Oh, he's he's been past probably 10, 15 years now, but he was, he was very, I mean, if you ever go watch an early mash. I love that show. I didn't recognize the name at first, but when he said mash. Yeah. Yeah, But if, but if you go, if you go watch the early show, you'll see how funny he was. His, his comedic timing was really something. He was, he was really cool. Really cool. So did that fall flat or was that okay? No, no, that was was good. That was perfect. (laughs) That was perfect. So the, um, the other thing that I will, and and this isn't really a question as much as it's putting you on the spot when you are ready to go public with your software, will you come back and. (laughs) Oh, I'd love, Oh, sure. I'd love to, I'd love to talk to you about it. Of course. That's like, that's like, now that depends on how many followers you get. Well, we're working on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no. You gotta help us out. Yeah, any yeah. any time. In fact, as you're doing these things, I mean, if you if you you know, moving from talking to different people to talking about topics and topics. subjects. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I'm just, I'm happy to come back and have those chats. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And I I know you both. Yep. But but yep. you know, but I know Annie more because and yet you because, came anyway. <laughs> that's right, and yet I showed up. Yeah, how about yep. that? So so yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I yeah. think these kind of things. I think what you're doing is going to help our industry become a better industry. So I appreciate well, what you. you do. Thank yeah. you so much. I, 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 we appreciate that very much, and I, I think. I agree with you. I think we've we've gotten so many great stories from people so far that we're starting to see those common threads between the people that we talk to that are all these incredible leaders that we probably will move into having some episodes that are more topic-based that we might have a few guests on that'll sure. speak on a different topic. Yeah. But, and you, you'll definitely be one of them. And there's a whole different, a bunch of different categories we could put you yeah. into of topics. Yeah. But um, well, we, we appreciate you being here so much, Jim. And you are definitely one of the, true vacation rental entrepreneurial evangelists and you're a motivation and an inspiration to a lot of people out there. So well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Love what you're doing and keep it up. And we will look forward to talking to you again soon. Great. Same here. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. 